Welcome to Ask the Chief Information Officer on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Shemendra Paul, the Chief Data Officer for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Shemendra, it's such a pleasure to have you back on the show and to talk to you again. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jason. It is such a pleasure to come back and to be able to talk together. Now, you have been on my show several times over the years. Never, I should say, as a CIO. I think you've been on the show as a chief architect. You've been on the show as the PMISE, if people remember what that means, Information Sharing Environment. And now you're on as part of the Veterans Affairs Department and the chief data officer. So there's a lot to talk through. So let me just start at right at the beginning. Data is at the center of everything agencies do, VA specifically. So what is the VA's data strategy? Yeah, I've been around information sharing data for a long time, and so I'm so pleased to be a part of the team at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Been at VA now for since September of 2019, and we have developed a data strategy. We published it a couple months back. Secretary McDonough actually announced it in his first testimony in front of Congress as Secretary of the Department. At the heart of the VA data strategy is managing our data as a strategic asset. VA is different than many other federal departments in that we're retail. We offer services directly to American citizens and others here, uh, veterans, um, their families, their caregivers. Uh, so we have vast amounts of data at VA, and it's our privilege to manage that data, to secure it, and to use it to support veterans and their families and caregivers. And so the core of our strategy is manage, integrate that data, uh, try to integrate and curate it, uh, in as efficient and effective a manner as possible, and then put that data to work on behalf of veterans, their families, their survivors, and their caregivers. We will spend a lot of time today talking about how you're putting that data to work. But before I go down that path, talk to me a little bit more about that VA strategy. What's in it? What are some of the goals? How's it broken down? Walk me through maybe at, at the 25,000 yeah. foot level. At the highest level, our vision is to further strengthen VA as a learning organization. That means using that data at every echelon across all of our programs. It's the same veteran. We want to have that consistent, authoritative view with reliable, trusted indicators to support operational decision-making for benefits administrators, for clinicians, for hospital administrators, for executives in the central office. We also want to be able to support analytics and evidence building to support evidence-based policymaking and budgeting. Now, a few key ideas around the data strategy. One is VA's made a lot of progress in the area of veterans experience, customer experience. We're a leader in that across the federal space, really uh, more broadly than that, even with the private sector, uh, our efforts are, uh, are, are lauded and laudatory. Well, the veterans journey starts as a service member, right? So a key part of our data strategy is working hand in glove with the Department of Defense to take that, you know, and look at that journey starting as a service member, transitioning to be a veteran, right, across their life, and to be able to manage the data uh, as, as effectively together as we can to be able to do joint analytics so we can drive aligned policymaking. So that's the kind of the first big idea is that service member veterans journey and using that as a, a device to organize our data to identify at the moments that matter the authoritative data you need to drive outcomes and access right, to manage it jointly with DOD and to be able to uh, do joint analytics to drive those kind of effective lifetime outcomes, things like economic outcomes or health span or dignity as measured by social connectedness. The strategy itself has five goals, stewardship or data management, analytics, technology, 
people and governance is holistic. We've identified a series of priority objectives. The priority objectives are mission initiatives anchored in the VA strategy, critically important to the secretary, owned by operational leaders across the department. Each of these priority objectives has data policy challenges, information sharing gaps, or analytic tradecraft or collaboration uh, requirements. So we use those priority objectives, those mission drivers. We tease out the components, right, along those dimensions I talked about and slot them under the goals and work them collectively. But it's a matrix approach. And that way we maintain uh, focus and relevance to the enterprise and can build momentum against shared capabilities to mature. Key to our strategy is building organizational maturity against data as a strategic asset, right? So that's a long, difficult challenge, but it's exactly the, the kind of thing we need to do to be able to integrate the data, that vision I highlighted earlier, to be able to drive better access and outcomes, to be able to, as a population with our veterans, uh, advocate for them and drive excellence in service delivery and uh, benefits administration. All right, lots to dig out there. Let me back up and let me start with the stewardship data management piece. I think that that's the key, how you manage your data and, and the standards you put around it and the governance. So we know that VA wasn't at zero. You didn't just wake up one day and say, well, let's have a data strategy. So, so let's start there. Did, did the strategy build on a previous one? Did it did it take yeah. some pieces that were out there and bring everything together? How did you kind of create the strategy from, from what? One of the kind of coolest things about moving around the government is you see different uh, parts of the federal government. I've been in different environments coming into VA. You know, I have some background in data and information sharing, but I'm not a healthcare guy. I'm not a benefits administration guy. And I've really come to appreciate the depth of talent of human capital around data scientists. We have some of the top data scientists, health informaticists in the country, uh, you know, and it's spread out it's in our research archipelago. It's in uh, our affiliates, uh, different medical centers. It's in people in VA in the field and headquarters and in different programs. So you're exactly right. And we have a long history of innovation uh, in health informatics. For example, the first electronic health record at scale was Vista, right? That led VA at different times has had a leadership role with American healthcare. So, you know, what we're trying to do is build on, on that and then scale it up. And I'll give you a great example, the Million Vet program. It's really exciting. It's a unique data set where we have longitudinal clinical information on veterans that uh, choose VA. Uh, we have survey data, socioeconomic demographic data, and we have genetic data. Uh, this is a voluntary program. In many cases, our veterans, you know, the view it as a different way, an additional way to serve. This is a, a unique data set driving innovation broadly within the network with partners. So it's a great example of data as a strategic asset. The value that we are kind of focusing on with the data strategy is looking at opportunities to take these core innovations that are major in their own right, but be able to scale them up to the enterprise level, right? To be able to do this as an enterprise, an integrated enterprise. Uh, and, and, you know, data is the key to that integration. The governance process that every agency has had to set up over the last year and a half, two years through the evidence-based policymaking act to create positions like yourselves, the, the chief data officer, walk me through how, what that looks like at VA. You mentioned a host of just terrific uh, data scientists. I'm sure that VHA and VBA and national cemeteries have people that work on data. How have you been able to bring all those folks together to not just create the strategy, but start yeah. to move together as an organization? 
I co-chair the Data Governance Council, that's our capstone governance body, with a partner in the Office of Information and Technology. So VA has a centralized IT function, and rare among uh, cabinet-level CDOs is that I'm not located in the OIT organization. I'm in a different organization, the Office of Enterprise Integration. Most of the federal CDOs at the large uh, departments are either dual-headed as the CIO or work for the CIO. So that offers us uh, some challenges because there is uh, adjacency and overlap in CIO and CDO authorities, uh, but it also offers opportunities for synergy, mission focus. So within VA, uh, my organization, I, I, I run the corporate data analytics function, the National Center for Veterans Analysis and Statistics. We do predictive analytics, like the veteran population projections. We have a, some other, other predictive analytics data sets that maybe we can get into a little later. We do descriptive statistics across the 19.2 million living veterans. Uh, we do data governance, and we also, in partnership with our colleagues in IT, uh, are responsible for the department's information architecture. Now, the Data Governance Council is a broad, diverse, representative body. So the Veterans Health Administration, Benefits Administration, Office of Management, the HR, National Cemetery Administration, everybody has a, a seat there. In turn, you know, we're working through now how do we better align and strengthen sort of the federation and cascading of data governance activities into the different administrations and staff offices. I go further and, you know, just really want to highlight this. Key to our, our success is that uh, at VA is that we do kind of keep focused on the veteran, keep focused on, you know, our field operations. So a big part of my, my job is, is, you know, with partners in VHA, VBA, across the organization, is reaching out to folks in the field and understanding their uh, their needs, their requirements. Uh, we have a uh, an effort to identify data scientists. It's that's kind of across the government, but we've done it inside VA. You know, so we're trying to build that community of practice around data scientists, data managers, data analysts, and so we're we're actively doing that. Interesting that you are located not in the CIO's office, but in in a separate office. At the same time, I think that's a longer conversation that maybe we'll have, but it was that something that was set up that way on purpose, or was that something that was set up by the previous secretary, or, and you walked in and said, this is your seat, Shmendra, enjoy, like, do you know the background of why it was where it's at versus within the CIO's office? Yes. Yeah, and it's interesting. So as you highlighted earlier, it, it is the case that VA has been into data, and that predates me. There's a lot of folks. So, you know, we had the Office of the Actuary. There was always a need to understand veteran population, population projections. Uh, the Office of the Actuary became, uh, in part, with some additions, uh, the National Center for Veterans Analysis and Statistics. That's my analytics service. Because of the Evidence Act focus on statistical rigor and having a statistical official, an evidence official who's also an OEI, uh, and then the chief data officer, there was a a sense that enterprise integration is best facilitated through data. We had nascent efforts. The, uh, the Data Governance Council has existed in VA going back, I want to say, maybe 15 years, 10 years. It's been upgraded, right, with the Evidence Act and all that. But the, the pieces that were reflected in the Evidence Act are there. Now, the partnership with OINT is critical. Uh, and so it's it's a question of blending authorities. The uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary, uh, you know, for um, uh, enterprise uh, services, uh, Todd Simpson, who used to be at HHS, he's my co-chair. I work closely with uh, Charles Worthington, our chief technology officer, 
We have a chief data technology officer, uh, Denise Kitts, and we have a data policy that defines roles and responsibilities. So we think we have the ingredients for success. And in the role that I have, been able to bring a little bit more of the of uh, alignment on the mission side, right, and connect that in with a partnership, uh, you know, with, with IT and uh, their depth of uh, capability around information technology infrastructure, you know, the Fataro responsibilities, cybersecurity, and the rest. Sounds like there's a lot of helpful cooks in the kitchen, we'll say in a, in a positive way. So there's more to talk about there. Shemendra, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. My guest today is Shemendra Paul, the Chief Data Officer for the Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm Jason Miller, and you're listening to Ask the CIO, sponsored by Commvault on Federal News Network. Registration is open for the Dynatrace Go public sector event, happening virtually June 29th. Learn and get inspired to take on cloud complexity with the latest on observability. DevOps, AIOps, and more. Connect with thousands of peers, experts, and agency thought leaders. Hear General Stanley McChrystal's special keynote on achieving digital transformation in the government. Registration is free, but time is running out. Save your seat for Donatrace Go today at donatrace.com slash go slash public sector. I'm tired of being blamed for issues outside of my control and responsibility. If this sounds like a familiar retort in your IT organization, Raven Tech and Riverbed are here to help. Imagine a unified suite of tools that provide broad visibility and performance analytics across all networks and applications so that you can identify an issue before it even reaches the help desk. Ending the IT blame game starts with closing the visibility gap. Learn more at raventech.com. For more than 20 years, SolarWinds has been a global leader in IT management and monitoring solutions. We give government agencies the tools they need to improve performance, reduce costs, and streamline operations. SolarWinds provides powerful, affordable, and secure products that deliver unified visibility and scalable monitoring across geographically distributed networks and hybrid IT infrastructures. Monitor and manage your critical environments with SolarWinds. To learn more, visit solarwinds.com government. Splunk's data-to-everything D2E platform drives fast, confident decisions and decisive actions through powerful real-time insights to ensure mission success. Here's Juliana Vita, Chief Technical Advisor, Public Sector with Splunk. Let's say that there was a breach at some agency. Well, what happens? Oh, well, let's set up a war room. Okay, then somebody from each department, they go in that room and they shut the door and they all point fingers at, at each other. And they say, oh, it was the network people or oh, it was the, the patching people. Oh, it was the security people. And they waste time and energy trying to figure out whose fault it was that could be used actually fixing it or mitigating it or figuring out how to you know, move beyond and kind of get back to the mission. Well, when you allow that data to do the work, we call it at Splunk finding mean time to innocence. You, know, you can now stop pointing fingers at each other because you can let the technology do the work so you can execute on the mission. Splunk helps agencies turn data into doing. Learn more. Visit splunk.com slash public sector. That's splunk.com slash public sector. Selling to the government made easier thanks to the Coalition for Government Procurement. Federal News Network. Search off the shelf. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the CIO. It's sponsored by Commvault on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Shemendra Paul, the Chief Data Officer for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Now, Shemendra, before break, we were talking a lot about your new strategy, the five goals, stewardship, data management, analytics, technology, people, and governance. I want to go to the analytics part of this. And one of the big initiatives that VA has outside of just data is the electronic health record. And it's getting a lot of attention on Capitol Hill, off of Capitol Hill. 
but really what you have is a data challenge. It's a big data challenge. So walk me through, let's start there with how you, this, this electronic health record initiative is really operationalizing data impacting mission. It's a huge program, uh, electronic health record modernization. Uh, we're working closely with our partners, the server corporation, with our partners in DOD to implement uh, Cerner across the network. Uh, recently, we went live in our first site, Mangrandstaff, Spokane, uh, in Washington State. The secretary recently announced a 12-week strategic review of EHRM, uh, Secretary McDonough. So I'm a part of that activity, uh, one of about eight tracks uh, leading the data uh, review, data modernization review on that, on that activity working closely with partners in the Veterans Health Administration, the Office of Electronic Health Record Modernization, the Office of Information Technology, and many others across, across VA. So, you know, we, as I mentioned earlier, uh, managing data as a strategic asset is challenging. Uh, we have a long history of uh, positive developments and, and uh, very uh, forward-leaning workforce in this area, but as large as we are, we have challenges on at the enterprise level on maturity with data. And as we're implementing, going from Vista and implementing Cerner, doing that over multiple years, uh, it, it compounds our challenges around data management. So we're actively working on that. A key aspect of that is syndication. So there's a, uh, let, me, let me back up a little bit and explain what that is. So when we implement Cerner uh, Millennium, we've migrated a lot of data from VA over to uh, Cerner in the Cerner data centers under our control in the Joint Federal Enclave with DOD. This data is populating healthy intent, the analytics solution, not all the data, but, but, from, but, but much of the data we've moved over, plus it's the data for specific veterans we're serving at the initial site uh, in Spokane, Washington. So that's the migration path. As we are serving veterans using uh, Millennium in Spokane, right, we're making changes, we're modifying. So that data gets syndicated back, meaning it returned back to VA so that we can support data management, enterprise reporting, uh, analytics that are, exist on the VA side. It's deposited back into our corporate data warehouse or CDW. So a big challenge here is that data management looking at that round trip, right? Making sure that semantics, meaning of, of data, you know, is consistent and managed across that process. So Cerner has been doing that on the, on the migration path, and it's a shared responsibility on the syndication path. And a, a key thing that in partnership with the different players I've talked about, we've been actively working to develop uh, and uh, improve those, uh, those capabilities. So that's a kind of a key, key focus. A second key focus uh, of this activity is around how do we use this data to generate value for veterans and innovations uh, on their behalf. Now, what do I mean by that, right? We, uh, a big part of why we're moving from Vista to Cerner and uh, the modernization activity is to take advantage of a more robust data model within the Cerner product, the analytics solution, right, to be able to do population-level analytics to integrate what's called social determinants of health type data, which we have a lot of in VA, meaning things like socioeconomic, demographic attributes, and to be able to create clinical reminders, clinical analytics, clinical decision support to improve outcomes uh, and change care delivery, from, you know, in terms of prompting clinicians and prompting veterans. So 
developing those frameworks and developing that process end to end uh, with with our partners across is a is a key focus of activity now, right? The deployment of the base electronic health record, right? The workflows is sort of a gating criteria, and there's a lot of focus on that, and others are kind of digging in on that. As we stabilize on the workflows, then the next question is, okay, can we use this data to make improvements, care delivery and access and equity in outcomes and, and things like that? So those are things that we're working through right now. It's complicated because of the, the differences in the, in the underlying data models. And, but we, um, we're making good momentum and good progress against it. I want to go back to something you just said a little bit earlier around the work groups, the tracks. You mentioned eight of them. The one you're working on is a data modernization review. I know it's just in the early stages, so there's maybe some sensitivities around it. But generally speaking, or your, your goal is to do what? Make sure that the data path that you're on is the right data path. You're collecting the right data, the taxonomy. Like, like offer me, if you can, a little bit more. The point of the review, right, uh, is we've learned a lot through IOC, through our journey to date from when we started this initiative. So Secretary McDonough coming in wants to fully understand those lessons learned and make sure they're being uh, addressed and implemented as we go forward. So this is about strengthening our partnership, fully understanding from a veteran perspective, making sure that we're bringing those lessons learned and uh, strengthening the uh, our posture to fully realize the vision, right? We started down this path to have a, a single electronic health record that follows the service member into being a veteran. Remember me talking about the veteran's journey and the service member veteran's journey, right? So the idea of the data strategy is exactly the idea behind this single electronic health record. And with the Evidence Act, with the greater focus driven by Congress in a bipartisan way on data management, right? That's a a new development in the time, you know, that we've been working this. So there's opportunities to look at this through the lens of those authorities, jointly with our partners in DOD, and with an eye always on how do we optimize outcomes, access, experience for the veteran, right, be able to strengthen what we're doing, and data is no exception. You know, as we were saying maybe in, you know, the earlier uh, part of the conversation, you know, data is a centerpiece, and it's by managing data as a strategic asset, that's how we get the value. That's how we get the compounding value for veterans, their families, their caregivers, their survivors, right? And give that ROI back to the Congress and the taxpayers. You mentioned this idea of the impacting the mission, making improvements, really pushing for better outcomes. And I think the, the electronic health records, the, the, the centerpiece to that, but I imagine that you, from your office's perspective, and outside of this uh, you know, 12-week review track that you're in the middle of, I imagine that there are other areas that you're pushing to, to really impact mission. Walk me through a little bit about, about your role as the CDO and how are you able to work with whether it's VHA or whether it's VBA or another part of the headquarters area to start to drive that mission impact. With the uh, electronic health record uh, activity, well, last year I was asked to you know, help assess risk and opportunities and, you know, kind of went through that process related to the data syndication and data management. Those have been integrated into the data strategy. That was an outcome of the work, uh, or, you know, in the last year, in 2020. Coming into this year with IOC, with the experience, now that role has been strengthened to be uh, driving that track. I'm working, several of the other tracks are being led by uh, executives in VHA and the Veterans Experience Office and OINT and elsewhere. Uh, our acquisition lead is helping to drive it. 
Uh, my leadership in OEI is helping to, to drive it. We have a transformation initiative oversight uh, role in my, my parent office. So we uh, work collaboratively and congenially together, but have these different tracks and have a, a pretty frequent uh, update cycle. There really is a sense of we want to dig in on this. This is a core core transformation initiative for VA and VHA. Uh, from an IT perspective, I think it may be the largest IT project in government. I think not even including the DOD side, which is critical to you know sort of making this work, and the internal investment that we're making in change management and transformation. So it's a it's a pretty big uh, responsibility, and so as a part of the you know the team of uh, subject matter experts and uh, functional leads uh, driving that forward, and we have a, a governance structure within which we fit uh, and. And, you know, the regular checkpoints with leadership in, uh, you know, Deputy Secretary, uh, Dr. Carolyn Clancy, you know, she's uh, the one that's kind of in charge on this activity. Generally speaking, uh, timetable-wise, do you have a sense of when you will have to deliver information to the Secretary? Is it, you know, a month or six months? Do you, do you know, not six months, it's only 12 weeks. We know that. But uh, is it another month? Do you, do you have some time in June? Do you have a sense yet? Yeah. Uh, there's a you know a daily and weekly cadence, so we we have a you know a check-in weekly with the uh, acting deputy secretary, and uh, the 12-week process runs its course, uh, I, I believe, in the uh, the middle of June. Okay. So, yeah, P- plenty more to come from from there, I'm sure. And uh, when when that happens, we'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, Shmendra, let's take a quick break again. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation. My guest today is Shmendra Paul, the Chief Data Officer for the Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm Jason Miller, and you're listening to Ask the CIO, sponsored by Commvault on Federal News Network. Here's Pat Flanders from the Defense Health Agency on the Federal Executive Forum on Health IT, sponsored by Verizon. The key enablers will be in place. The network will be there. The electronic health record will be fully fielded, right? So we integrate capabilities that couldn't be integrated before because everything was distributed. To listen to the whole program from Treza Media Group, log on to federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Executive Forum. Advancements in technologies present federal agencies with both opportunities and challenges. At Verizon, we embrace those challenges. Verizon invests billions in our global networks every year to deliver secure data reliably. Our advanced communication solutions and modern call centers connect your workforce and citizens in the office, in the field, and internationally. We are committed to modernization that delivers better mission results faster. Verizon, we don't wait for the future. We build it. VerizonEnterprise.com slash federal IT. Duo Security, now part of Cisco, is the leading secure access and multi-factor authentication provider. Duo comprises a key pillar of Cisco Secure's Zero Trust offering, the most comprehensive approach to securing access across IT applications and environments from any user, device, and location. Duo offers federal-tailored product additions delivering device visibility and continuous dynamic authentication with FedRAMP-authorized security controls at their core. Learn more at Duo.com. That's Duo.com. OptumServe is committed to providing high-quality care and reliable health services to our nation's heroes. As an ally of military health, a core focus of the OptumServe mission is helping to improve the health, well-being, and care experience for our military service members and their families. To learn how OptumServe can help advance health care for our military population, visit OptumServe.com slash military health. That's OptumServe.com slash military health. 
For more than 20 years, SolarWinds has been a global leader in IT management and monitoring solutions. We give government agencies the tools they need to improve performance, reduce costs, and streamline operations. SolarWinds provides powerful, affordable, and secure products that deliver unified visibility and scalable monitoring across geographically distributed networks and hybrid IT infrastructures. Monitor and manage your critical environments with SolarWinds. To learn more, visit solarwinds.com government. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the CIO, sponsored by Commvault on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Shmendra Paul, the Chief Data Officer for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Now, Shmendra, before break, we we're talking a little bit about the electronic health record and on the work you're doing there. But obviously, your role is bigger than just the EHR. It's a huge program, as you said, one of the probably the, the biggest technology program across government, if not the one of the biggest ones. But I want to ask you to take a step back for a second and maybe discuss the CDO's role more broadly across VA. How are you in day in, day out, week in, week out, impacting the business missionaries to get to those outcomes? I have a variety of personas or roles that I have to uh, perform in my job. One of them is I manage a group of folks and I'm, you know, their leader and, and you know, the administrator. And uh, it's my job to support them as we're doing the analytics work, the statistical work, the data governance work and, and the like. And, and there's a, a lot of uh, product delivery we have. We do a minority veterans report, for example, we run the open data program for the department the data governance activities, data policy activities, uh, you know, and the like. So that's a that's a, a big part of my job. I'm also sort of an in-house consultant or advisor or support for leaders uh, across the department. An example of that is early on in the COVID crisis, so during the peak on the first wave, uh, Dr. Stone, the executive in charge in VHA, thought that there was an opportunity to improve the, uh, the data and analytics work. It, it was strong. There was a lot of goodness that occurred, but he saw an opportunity for improvement. And he and, and my leadership uh, asked me to take a leadership role on, on you know, building and deploying a common operating platform. And so we, some technology came in, but more importantly, we created a, a big tent IPT, kind of dealt with longstanding uh, cultural and structural issues, dealt with in a small way, right, in terms of piloting and showing the art of the possible. Uh, demonstrating some value, kind of a key thing that happened there was we showed how with maybe some new approaches, a new mindset, uh, some flexibility in how we operate while still protecting data and safeguarding it, we could better integrate uh, disparate data from a variety of sources, building on curated data that already existed, right? So building on good work that's already happened to support the pandemic response, but enhancing and extending it and scaling it, frankly. And then, uh, and that work has grown and has allowed me to connect to, you know, folks in the field, uh, you know, at the at the network level, at the facility level, on the VHA side. So that was kind of kind of a, an interesting, you know, opportunity to help solve a, an immediate and pressing problem that had a substantial data component to it. Uh, you know, that helped VHA and VA. That then, you know, the the key success out of that, in addition to the mission impact, which is important, but the strategic success was. We were able to develop and validate enterprise requirements uh, that we then subsequently took through our data governance council for saying, okay, yeah, we have a, a vision for a target state architecture and a capability inventory that we need. We can understand how to think about use cases. We can understand a, a methodology around analytics and business intelligence focused on you know, high value requirements or what we term internally key analytic questions 
that then we in turn map back to data resources and are able to then bring those together, data to answer questions. So that's an example. Another example of, uh, you know, sort of how uh, the work goes was the work on the strategy, right? So that's kind of helping tie together, you know, some of these inputs, some of the the, the granular work from the broad community of practice across uh, VA, uh, but then tie it to strategic transformation and the overall VA strategy and our governance structure, right, and to build the, you know, sort of credibility and support to get folks to, you know, embrace uh, moving things forward. So, you know, the it's operating at a couple of different levels, but that's, you know, kind of a, a, a snapshot. No, those are really helpful snapshots because I think what it shows is that the impact of, of the data is not just, oh, we're putting another strategy out and then here it is, hope people use it. You're, you're really d- digging deeper into it. I want to go back to, you mentioned the, the work with uh, VHA uh, and, and Dr. Stone. You mentioned a couple of pilots to really prove the art of the possible. Was there a culture issue around data, meaning we've tried this before and it didn't work and or, or, what, or was there something else going on? Yes, there, uh, we have cultural and structural issues around data. So VA strength is our innovation that's driven from the field, our focus uh, on the front line on serving veterans. It's really very awe-inspiring to hear the stories across VA about how frontline employees are supporting veterans and their families. That takes you in a direction of being somewhat distributed and decentralized, right? And so kind of key these days with the the way the technology marketplace is moving, the focus on data as a strategic asset is to balance that innovation at the edge, right? That focus on the customer with an enterprise sensibility. That's a core rationale for why we're doing the electronic health record modernization. And that same rationale drives uh, the need for, you know, a degree of surgical, but real structural and cultural change about our relationship with data. You know, there's also the endemic stovepiping, right? We've talked many times and we've always used the word stovepiping sometime in the conversation, right? Whether it was information sharing and Homeland Security or law enforcement or at OMB or, or over here at VA. So we're no different. And you know, this is uh, really more of a feature than a bug about how the federal government works, but we have to cut against the grain to be able to drive the kind of data integration to manage jointly our data and, you know, I talked about how we have to work hand in glove with DOD, and we do. There's so many touch points and so much positive work with DOD, but, you know, one of the things that we are working on is a joint data analytic strategy with DOD. Uh, and that's underneath a body called the JEC, the Joint Executive Committee, co-chaired by the Deputy Secretary in VA and the Undersecretary for Personnel and Readiness over in DOD. Uh, in addition, I have a, a fairly close relationship with my counterpart in DOD, Dave Spurk, the chief data officer over there. So there's definitely a, it really helps that we're all operating off the same sheet of music in terms of the federal data strategy, the Evidence Act. Uh, and so there really is a focus now on, on thinking about breaking down, and maybe, maybe the better word to say is bridging stovepipes through more mature data management, right? And aligning data stewardship internally with partners to drive joint analytics Right, where there is a mission nexus and to align safeguarding so that we do it ethically and responsibly. You mentioned just previously about balancing the innovation at the edge, enterprise sensitivities. Uh, that actually is a great segue to the discussion about technology and the technology that underpins this data effort, because that's another piece of your strategy. Walk me through the, some of the thinking about the technology. And, and the big question that always comes is, well, what technology do you need next? 
right? Because a lot of vendors will be asking you that question, I'm sure. This is a great example of how the uh, partnerships works with my, my colleagues in the Office of Information and Technology. So partly how we divided roles and responsibilities is that I'm focused on requirements, strategy, policy, and governance. Right? And our, my partners in OINT are focused on technology choices, on specific technology. Now, there's an overlap on, on requirements as you get into the information architecture, the data architecture, right, to define the capabilities. So we're very uh, committed to uh, in our analytics data and analytics space. And let me back up one more thing. So we're doing two things jointly to help tie together the, you know, the IT side with uh, the data side. One is we're working on a data and analytics segment architecture within our enterprise architecture. So we're trying to identify or we have identified the myriad investments uh, related to analytics, business intelligence, data management, what have you. Uh, and we're trying to tie those to specific technology choices, what sometimes is referred to as TRM or technology reference uh, model. Uh, and we're also trying to tie it towards future state uh, technology architecture and uh, capability taxonomies. And then also looking at our different use cases, uh, you know, from a thematic high-level perspective and segmenting those down. So we can start to think about for what capabilities, uh, which investments we want to really focus the, against those capabilities, and then look at it in terms of what use cases then those targeted capabilities are going to support. And, you know, as we're looking at those investments, are we investing in the right technology? Is it the previous generation or, or does it really align with the future state? So that's a, a key analytic tool. And that work is, you know, clearly and, and correctly aligned over in our Office of Information and Technology. A colleague of mine, Paul Brubaker, uh, he's like me, an alum of uh, the uh, government reform, eGov ghetto, if you like. Uh, so he's a key partner. He's now the acting principal deputy, but his uh, day job is the deputy assistant secretary in the account management office, the part of OINT that works directly with the customers, right? And that's where the enterprise architecture function is aligned. We're also doing a lot of work on technology, actual technology development. So some of that is something called a data analytics product line. So we're trying to actually invest in platform type technology around data data lake kind of concepts, data management, data catalog, things like that, right? Metadata, metadata management or master data management, uh, a variety of the, the kind of topics you would expect in a modern forward-looking uh, data analytics enterprise. We have some software as a service offerings too in this space that we brought in. You know, VA is a very large organization with a large IT shop. So I'll say many, potentially most uh, vendors have a footprint in the VA or the broader healthcare ecosystem. Now, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and then yeah. we'll let you drill into it because <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to get down the path too long. Uh, my guest today is Shvendra Paul, the Chief Data Officer for the Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm Jason Miller and you're listening to Ask the CIO, sponsored by Commvault on Federal News Network. Industry opinions about the federal market unvarnished. Search Views from the Corner Office at Federal News Network. Bridge the existing with the emerging. When the competitive ground shifts, you need to be ready. With MicroFocus's enterprise-grade scalable software, government agencies are modernizing their legacy systems. With MFGS, Inc., agencies are able to stay mission-focused and compliant with government regulatory mandates while enabling innovation through cybersecurity, predictive analytics, DevSecOps, and hybrid cloud software. Learn more at MFGSinc.com. That's MFGSinc.com. 
Download the Federal News Network app and take the news that matters to you and your agency's mission on the go. Download the app to find out what a new administration will mean for federal employees and contractors. Download the app to find out when you and your coworkers will return to the office. Download the app to learn about changes to your pay and benefits. The Federal News Network app. Sponsored by WEPA. WEPA. Group term life insurance for feds by feds. Listen to Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 a.m. every other Friday morning at 11 o'clock. Brought to you by the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. Fed Talk features live discussions with experts from around the federal sector to share insights on top issues affecting federal agencies and employees. Fed Talk is sponsored by Long-Term Care Insurance Partners. Tune in this week to hear from their latest panel of experts on the top issues facing today's federal workforce. Federal News Network. As you navigate the uncertainties of our new reality, Federal News Network is here to guide you through it. Download our revamped mobile app for all the latest news and information on your agency's evolving telework, pay and leave policies, acquisition guidance, and what this all means for your TSP. We're here to serve you, the dedicated federal employees and contractors who continue to serve your mission. The Federal News Network app. Available on the App Store and on Google Play. When we need help, we turn to government. When government needs help, they turn to Federal News Network. Federal News Network, helping feds meet their mission. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the CIO, sponsored by Commvault on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today, Ishmandra Paul, the Chief Data Officer for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Now, Ishmandra, before break, you were just about to get into something in a lot more detail imagine it's not enterprise architecture, though I was very excited to see that you all are going down that path. It's something that we don't get to talk a lot about these days. But uh, t- tell me a little bit more about how you're ensuring, you know, this, this data is the valuable impacting mission. Key for us is we, we're heterogeneous at, at VA and we'll always be heterogeneous. The issue just is to get it to a manageable set of platforms and ensure we're enforcing guardrails and standards. Uh, that are practical and useful, but aligned with where the marketplace is going, the health informatics marketplace, the technology marketplace. So specific to data management and analytics, we're focused on uh, data interoperability. So we want to make sure the platforms we use uh, support modern APIs in the healthcare space. It's mainly the fire uh, set of APIs, but that's kind of critically important for us so that we can ensure we have VA control over VA data. It's got to be practical control, useful control, which means we have to also be thinking about the metadata. Think, for example, data catalog, right? Uh, we need to be able to create, and uh, this is a mandate for all CDOs, a data catalog. That's kind of a, a, an entry criteria for a CDO is where's your data catalog? I think you go to the library, where's your card catalog? It's the same idea. So we need to inventory the data in a useful way, right? Going back to something I said earlier about matching the data to requirements and kind of working that out. Well, you can't make that work unless you know where your data is and you have some sense of its quality, quality being, you know, fitness for use and being able to quantify which uses and, uh, you know, things like that. So we're focused also on, on, on interoperability at the metadata level. And then finally, you know, we, as we work on the analytics space, we, we create a lot of intellectual property, right? We've done that traditionally at VA, uh, the algorithms, uh, the, you know, the ETL uh, kind of code, right? So we more and more, that's where the analytics intellectual property is uh, these days. P- 
Python, Jupyter Notebooks, uh, you know, the, the, it goes on and on, SQL. And so we, you know, are developing guidelines for how to think about that and ensure that we understand uh, switching costs, right? How, as we're dealing with a vendor, is are we getting locked or is there a practical way to think about uh, moving things around, right? So that we can, you know, and this would be primarily on the IT side, manage our portfolio of platforms in an appropriate way as new generations of technology come, as use cases evolve, right? Because we're never going to have all of our data in one system. Right? And so it becomes, you know, a question of how do you, 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 you understand and manage your data in a way that is, I won't say independent, that's too strong a word, but where you, you know, really understand when you're using a platform, can you move to another platform and, and uh, have that, uh, that degree of flexibility? Last thing I want to highlight in the technology is where this is a key part of our work with DOD, where we do want to, you know, make practical that vision of, uh, you know, for example, can we uh, create a joint data catalog between the two departments, not writ large, but focused on that service member veteran journey, perhaps focused on a subset of it, you know, the, the data resources that might support analytics around transition, right? That's a, a key point, uh, the year before, year after uh, a service member transitions into being a veteran critical time for, uh, you know, making sure that we're, we're, we're supporting those veterans, providing them access so they can make informed choices about uh, uh, potentially leveraging VA. There's a ton more to dig out of there, but I'm going to maybe move us forward a little bit because there's a couple other topics I want to make sure we hit upon before we uh, run out of time. And, and I think this is a good segue because it's related to this, but one of the goals with any data offering and, 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 and every agency I think has this challenge is the balance of visibility, accessibility with security, and ensuring that you have the right amount of rigor of security around the data, but not make it so rigorous that no one can access it or use it. How do you achieve that balance? It's a core core issue for CDOs and, and CIOs uh, more generally. And, you know, we uh, safeguarding veteran information, protecting the privacy of our veterans, ensuring that we're using the ethical principles you know, when we're trying to think about sharing veterans information. These are all forefront threshold considerations for us across the board. More closely with the Chief Information Security Officer, Paul Cunningham, his staff, uh, Denise Kitts, as I mentioned earlier, who's our Chief Data Technology Officer uh, on, on these sort of things. I also work closely with uh, our Chief Privacy Officers. Uh, we have a, a community of Chief Privacy Officers across the department in, you know, aligned with, uh, you know, mission, mission functions. As we integrate and curate and manage the data, right, we need to make sure that, you know, the vision I talked about earlier about uh, integrating it and making that uh, democratizing, appropriately democratizing access, that puts a, an additional burden on us. So we need to make sure that we're very closely tracking uh, access data protection and we're auditing these things to make sure that the use is mission appropriate and, and you know, and, and things like that. It's interesting you talk about making sure it's mission appropriate, and, and that actually goes down the great path is getting people to play nicely together. We talked, you mentioned the word stovepiping. Uh, you mentioned earlier on as well this idea that you had to show the value, demonstrate that, hey, if we take a little bit of your data and a little bit of my data and push it together, look at this outcome we can drive. Is that getting easier? I mean, we, we've talked over the years, Shrindra, about secure information sharing, but it's really breaking down those silos to get people to overcome any fears. Is that, is that getting easier? We are making progress, you know, year over year. And think back, I remember talking on your program about the National Strategy for Information Sharing and Safeguarding. 
I have found that there are real challenges and the challenges are appropriate. So it's important to be respectful to the challenges and not just say they're blockers or don't understand or anything like that. No, the, the challenges are real because that is how the current policy frameworks and law work to protect and safeguard information. So the challenge is not to say, no, we shouldn't do that. No, we absolutely have to do that. We have to develop compensating controls. We have to work the issues, right, to make sure that we're not weakening the safeguarding, but that we're improving the processes. So one of the things that's you know really exciting about the move towards chief data officers, the Evidence Act authorities, is that we're taking those policy issues head on. That's a, a core part of what's in my job jar, is working data policy, ensuring that stewardship roles and responsibilities are clear, eventually driving it towards a templated approach, right? So that it's not every time you want to share something, you've got to work from a clean sheet of paper, but maybe there's a checklist, right? And that checklist can turn into a repeatable process. And that repeatable process then can benefit from automation support. And then all of a sudden, you know, by taking that process improvement kind of sensibility to data protection, we've improved the process. So, you know, I think that's the the new ingredient in the soup, if you like, is is that there's an explicit focus and expectation that chief data officers will, will walk down that path. doesn't mean it's easy. It's what we're supposed to do. If it was easy, you wouldn't really need, need to be there. So that, that's why you're, you're where you're at at VA. Shmendra, I really much, uh, very much enjoyed our conversation today. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Let me thank my guest. Shmendra Paul is the Chief Data Officer for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Shmendra, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you so much, Jason, for having me on. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to Ask the CIO, sponsored by Commvault on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Ask the CIO. You've been listening to Ask the Chief Information Officer on Federal News Network. Tune in Thursday mornings at 10 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.